0: Welcome, everybody, to the B-Team Podcast. Happy Halloween! I am Josh, and I am here to talk about my favorite horror movie of all time, the 1984 classic, Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, If you have not seen this movie, I would suggest turning this off right now and getting yourself over to HBO Max or pretty much to be anywhere you can find this movie uh you could pick it up usually for four bucks anywhere uh highly highly worth it if you haven't seen it and once you do that you're gonna want to just go down the whole rabbit hole because it's that damn good uh we will be in spoilers so i will give you now to back out uh still with me great so yeah nightmare on elm street is unquestionably my favorite horror movie of all time uh, I've seen it entirely too many times. Hell, I watched it today at work. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's absolute perfection. Or is it? Well, there is a really great um, movies that made us on Netflix for Nightmare on Elm Street. And you can see exactly how much of a absolute train wreck shit show it was getting that movie off the ground uh, Mr. Bob Shea himself, in a much different timeline, a much different Bob Shea, really had to just go above and beyond, and wasn't able to pay people, it was kind of like the latter days of ECW, and, um, the guy who was supposed to score the film took off with the money, I mean, it was just one thing after another, some of the best effects in the movie, um, came about as complete accidents, um, One of them, the set broke and led to what is pretty much everyone's favorite shot, favorite kill in horror history. And, um, yeah. It's just the stuff of nightmares. Um, so if you don't know Nightmare on Elm Street, it is, of course, the Freddy Krueger movie. Freddy Krueger was a child murderer in the town of Springwood, Illinois. And, um, the parents and As we find out in later movies, if you do the math, parents and very, very young teenage parents and uh, a bunch of 12-year-olds who are with him, apparently, get together and decide to hunt him down and trap him in his little janitor's shed and set him on fire. And uh, most of the lore doesn't come into place until both the TV series, which was great, it was like a Twilight Zone called Freddy's Nightmares, And the first two episodes are a backdoor prequel to basically how he came to be, Uh, and then they explore that in the later movies. The first movie is pretty much all just one nightmare, although I would make the argument that it's two nightmares based on the ending that they went with. Um, But yeah, so Freddy Krueger, played expertly by Robert Englund, was a janitor and had a penchant for killing children. Uh, and in the original draft, doing other things with children, which they thankfully cut out of the movie, it's never stated, it is kind of alluded to, um, but then they went and did a remake, and it just put it all out front and center, and then tried to introduce a twist of, maybe Freddy was innocent, and then he wasn't, and that movie is just god-awful, you can stay away from that one. Um, but as for the original, you have... Nancy Thompson, played by Heather Langenkamp, and she's kind of uncovering the mystery of what happened to her friend after her best friend Tina is killed by the man in her nightmares, and all these teenagers seem to be dreaming about the same guy, and uh, Nancy is able to work out what her parents were complicit in, and in the original draft, you find out that you know Nancy had an older sibling. That Freddie had killed when he was alive and uh, pretty much everybody did and this was just you know he was coming from beyond the grave to carry out his curse of killing their children in their dreams. Um, this is you know the movie that has Johnny Depp in his first ever acting role and uh, he plays Glenn the boyfriend and he's the one who just disappears into the bed And that leads to the shot I was talking about earlier, where the bed just starts shooting out a geyser of way too much blood that could have possibly been in his body. Uh, And then the rig that it was on actually collapses. So the blood moving across what we think is the ceiling uh, was just a complete happy accident, and they left it in. Um, Everything about the movie, like I said, is a series of just weird inspiration and happy accidents. Uh, Even Freddy's Claw... Wes Craven knew he wanted some kind of hand to implement, uh, and then he saw his cat kneading on a blanket and realized, yep, I want a claw like that, and uh, the rest just came from there. Freddy himself was named after uh, Wes's childhood bully. He just used the name because he said, hey, fuck it. And um, when he was a child, he looked out the window one night and there was a bum who basically just had a horrible burn and looked kind of like Freddy and was wearing the sweater. And from there, he got the idea. Um, and then, when they went to make the movie, there was a series of children um, who had been, I think, prisoners of war and they were dying in their dreams or in their sleep, rather. And the only cause they could think of was just fright and nightmares. So, you know, Wes Craven and New Line decided, we want to make that movie. And I'm glad they did, because goddamn is it a good movie. Um, the first one has some really great effects, has some not-so-great effects, but, you know, if you don't mind that they look campy and dated, I don't, you know, they work. Um, even the script was written so that no one was supposed to know when they were switching from the real world to the dream world. Um, there's just a lot of really fun background things happening throughout the movie. This is one, you know, I've seen it hundreds of times, if not thousands, and you can always catch, like, something new every time you watch it. Um, a lot of of subtlety in the 80s, which was great. And, um, basically the plot of the movie is this girl Nancy, her friend Tina, dies Uh, she starts to realize that something's going on because she's dreaming about Freddy. Freddy is openly taunting her and, you know, tells her that he killed Tina and he's coming for her and all of her friends. Uh, she figures out kind of how he works in terms of his powers and his limitations. She devises a plan to bring him into the real world. Uh, her father is played by John Saxon, who is one of the greatest actors ever, um, playing yet another disgruntled cop and uh, he's just a no-nonsense, by-the-book guy and he's, he's got some great, great lines throughout the movie and uh, you really think that he's going to come to her aid at the end and instead she basically sets up a Home Alone-style death trap for Freddy and decides to take matters into her own hands um, and then her mother is just... Perpetually drunk, giving a, a great performance. She's uh, Ronnie Blackley from um, Rocky Horror, and uh, she's just drunk the whole movie, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, everybody in this movie is well aware of the movie that they're in, the movie that they're making, and they just really have fun with it. Uh, and you even get an appearance from Lynn Shay, so you can't go wrong there. You know, Bob Shay loved to put his sister in things. Uh, there's just so many lines, so many scenes that have made it onto memes, t-shirts, gifs, you name it, you know, there's the phone tongue, uh, the, I'm your boyfriend now, um, you know, screw your past, these are just things that if you say them immediately, any horror fan will know exactly what you're talking about, what movie you're talking about, um, you know, They call New Line the house that Freddy built, uh, and this is pretty much why, and, um, you know, they immediately greenlit a sequel, which, not the biggest fan of the second movie, it has cult status now, Uh, it's known as the gay nightmare, because pretty much everybody involved in making it was gay, and um, there's a lot of very, very non-subtle things throughout, and characters, and it's just bizarre. Um, you know, watch it, it's fun, but don't expect greatness out of it, uh, the opening scene and the ending of that movie are fantastic, but the one that everybody loves is the third one, which is Dream Warriors, I highly recommend that one, and then my second favorite, uh, is actually part four, The Dream Master, uh, and I have done a pretty extensive write-up on that one, and it might get a, a full review in the near future, but maybe not the too near future, because we are at the end of October, and, uh, there's only so much horror this podcast can take, but, yeah, if you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street, I highly, highly recommend it, and, um, it's definitely a great watch, the pacing is phenomenal, it's a short watch, which, you know, Justin loves those, and, uh, it's Freddy Krueger, you know, kids love him, he's like King Kong, so, Check out A Nightmare on Elm Street and have a happy Halloween.